Well, hello and welcome to State of Play, a Big Bash podcast. My name is Miles Caddy and it's great to be back and it's great to have some actual content to talk about. The games have started. We're finally here. The carnival it, has begun. It feels like, like you know, with Christmas season, you have the countdown. I'm Alistair, by the way. You have the, you have, and I'm back too. You have the countdown to Christmas and it's like, oh, finally we can actually open our presents. That's how I felt last week when we got underway with Big Bash proceedings. I reckon last week's pod was it's like that feeling when you listen to a podcast and it's not that good. So I'm glad we're back this week for a better podcast. <laughs> we're we're going to show chat. you it's, it's going to be a good podcast. Well, the number of subscribers we now have is equal to Steve War's top score, well, which, as all listeners will know, is a clean double century. There you go. So, I, I, yeah. thought, I thought we were at 199, and I was just I, thinking, that poor bastard. Well, Nick now is the <laughs> yeah, is I just subscribed. subscriber. <laughs> it is my third episode. I realized I am no longer afraid of commitment, and I've decided to subscribe. <laughs> Beautiful. Do we have any reviews yet? Yes. Yeah, yes, actually. Yeah. We have seven five-star reviews on iTunes. I think they are just friends and members of the podcast. For real. But they're still five-star reviews. And I might, just, I might just give a shout-out to those listening. If you would like to give us a... A well, five star. Uh, give, please give like us, and give subscribe. Us, give us whatever kind of rating you want. Don't but give us. We don't want anything other than five stars. <laughs> okay. if you, if you no, we want. A, we want a couple of four star ratings no. for, for authenticity. No. Okay. Just send us a, a letter by snail mail that has four golden <laughs> stars in it. If that's how you feel. But otherwise, yeah. Okay. Five so only. so here, here's our review of the week. New segment. By the master of ceremony, and this was back when we were a Sheffield Shield podcast. By the way, now I've no and I- things are only up and up. Now I have no idea who the master of ceremony is, but here are two new voices in the Australian cricket media landscapes. Well, hey mate, it's five now, so you're in luck. <laughs> Worth listening to, Miles Cadet and Alistair Belling, and friends. Now I might add. And you spelt my name wrong, mate. Bring, bring <laughs> piercing analysis, intriguing statistical exposition, and more than half a laugh. <laughs> awesome. I never thought this it was. This is me. Yeah. I wrote this one. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't tell them that. He's not uh, even looking at the review. The he just memorized it. <laughs> Explore the world know. of now the Big Bash League with these now five lads. You won't be disappointed. And we might make this a regular thing. For those that would care to give us a rating, we will read out the best of the best of we're, the ratings. We're so doing a bit a of a shout out. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah, get in touch. Send us a message on LinkedIn. <laughs> well, <laughs> s- speaking of, uh, you know, content, as was said at the beginning, we have had games. There have been six matches, I believe. So let's get into it. That's BBL correct. 08. Here we go. First up, we had Brisbane, Brisbane Heat and Adelaide Strikers opening proceedings. Uh, I'll throw to you, Miles, because you actually have scores in front of you. Oh, yeah. So, um, Adelaide uh, chased down Brisbane's total successfully. Brisbane made 146 and Adelaide chased that down. In the last over. But it was yeah, still pretty it, comfortable. It, it, was, it was comfortable and um, became less comfortable as things went on. But no, Notable contribution from Alex Carey with 70. Now. What, yeah. what was interesting about that game, actually, was the partnership between Majib and Pearson. Oh, because the, the largest, yeah. it was the largest 10th wicket partnership. 45 and runs, And Najib yeah. had scored the highest ever number 11 score uh, in the Big Bash history. Yeah. Previously was 11 or something, and he scored Yeah, something laughably low, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. yeah. 11 so, for 11. <laughs> so who is Majib? Majib Ur-Rahman. He's an Afghan import, and... Um, There's one in every it, team, it, according to Alistair. Well, there, <laughs> there, <laughs> there essentially is, because man of the match Rash, Rashid Khan... 
kind of did the damage earlier on with three for 19 from his four overs. And that was a man of the match performance. And what a way to live up to the hype. Like this poor bloke is coming back into BBL 08, basically being touted as the subcontinental Shane Warne and straight away delivers with, I think, easily a match-winning bowling performance. Uh, for his team And I think that The understated performance Of this game Was Peter Siddle oh, Who yeah. for what it's worth Brisbane mm. got off to A really good start Lynn especially Was um, doing really well and The so Bash Bryant Ma- Max, <laughs> Max Bryant had a, had a couple of maximums And um, Siddle came in Went for What was it Eight runs from Max his two Bryant actually Yeah one no for maximums. eight From two No maximums Well he hit some boundaries Either way <laughs> two. Eight, eight runs from his two overs um, Including The wicket of um, Chris Lynn now, Big wicket. That bowling performance, though, from the Heat all round is so consistent. Just looking at it now. From the strikers? Uh, from the strikers, pardon me. I always get Billy Stanlake and Mark Steckity mixed up just for, Same, for the record. Right. It confuses they're both the big, crap They're out both of big fellas. But Billy Stanlake's action is like uh, almost like Boomer's. Like, it's not. But it's so... It's very... It's more Yes, upright. it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's yeah. Like yeah. A very angular, kind of... Yeah. And he looks... Angular, weird little... And his head is a bit like Jordan head. Silk, so... Yeah. <laughs> the neck, the yeah. the next is a bit more traditional kind of action. Okay, so that was a good game. Should we? What was next? Yep, next we were in Melbourne when the Renegades hosted the Scorchers, and this match takes our worst pick of the round. <laughs> oh, absolutely, mm. snooze fest! But for what it's worth, the Renegades' first ever win over the Perth Scorchers. So there's mm. a bit of statistical well, trivia for you. Probably Scorchers traditionally the strongest, and Renegades traditionally maybe along with the Thunder the weakest team. Hey, at least the Thunder have a premiership. They have won a competition. That is true. Alistair was like, when when they started to take a few wickets, the Scorchers, he's like, I reckon the Scorchers are going to do it here. <laughs> and he was proven very wrong. <laughs> so they started particularly well, to be fair. They were, had Four for 19 or four something, were they? 17, I do, I do apologise for an incredibly misleading Facebook post, though, <laughs> for anyone who's following our page. If not, feel free to like and subscribe. So the Scorchers <laughs> made 103 batting first, and it was just an all-round bad performance. Klinger made 28 at less so than a all, run of ball. Always worth noting, though, Maxi Klinger is still the overachiever of the Australian domestic scene. So, you know. Top run scorer in Big Bash history as well. There you go. Yeah, yeah. That elusive baggy green. Yeah. Cameron White was in uh, in with the catches by the looks of things. That's a, that's a funny little uh, thing to, to note. So it was a tale of two <laughs> Usmans this game because Usman <laughs> Khan was man of the match for his two for 17. Very, very similar figures to Rashid Khan. Mm. Um, but oh, yeah, obviously. Usman Kadir, who, who has been touted False, like falsely, <laughs> he's yeah. no good. He, he is the false <laughs> prophet. In, in so <laughs> Melbourne, Melbourne chased down 107 after a shocking start. Eventually, Sam Harper and Muhammad Nabi, who's now who had another impressive game, but we'll get to that one. Yeah, Nabi's they Nabi's been on chased the fire. it down quite easily. Where's now, Nabi from? Is Nabi our Nepalese man? No, no, he's another Afghan. Afghan. There yeah, we go. Of course, of course he is. From, from the Silhet Warriors, he's the captain. In the game that we will get to. Um, between the Strikers and the Renegades last night, uh, Rashid Khan and Muhammad Nabi were just like having a good chat the whole time. And they picked it up in the mic every now and then. That, and they're just like speaking, what are they speaking? Maybe Afghani? Afghani. Peshwari? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's maybe, or possibly Urdu. Or possibly depending on which the part. other one. Possibly a combo of all, of uh, all, anyway, all 10 of dialects. Now, now that you guys know that I'm pretty... <laughs> 
woke in terms of knowing my <laughs> Middle East languages. Uh, we'll move on to Thunder Stars, mm. where Jason Sanger scored sixty three. Who is Jason Sanger? He's a young. He's a, he's a young un. He's got a he's got a century for New South Wales. He's played, I believe, two Sheffield Shield games. Those yeah. following those those um. Cognoscenti who have been following nah, both the Sheffield Shield it. podcast and just the Sheffield Shield in general will know that he's on the up and up. He's he started slowly, but he's had a good season. He he used to play with the um, PM's eleven mm. when that was a thing back mm-hmm. in the Matador Barbecues Cup or the CA eleven. CA eleven. Yeah, that's, that's it. You're right. You're right. Yeah. Still a thing. Now just yeah. just just before we get too far ahead of ourselves, uh, the, the Thunder smashed five for one hundred and eighty one off their twenty overs. We sang it. Hitting 63 from 36. And, and your boy, Amazing. Daniel Sams. Destructive performance mm. from Danny Sams. Taking out man of the match, which is a great way to come back for him after being dropped from New South Wales after yeah, one game. Yeah, which was rough. Um, because it was, it was just an all-round performance for him. Um, the stars... Three for five. Three for five from two. Holy... Yeah. So the stars were reduced to an eight-over chase of 90 runs, which <laughs> is it, huge. It's interesting. I, I've been reading a little bit recently about how they calculate Duckworth-Lewis scores in 2020 <laughs> matches, which is it's different to... They, they're constantly adapting the figures because of it's based on ex- expected values and, and kind of standard procedures of how chases normally work. Like, it's not... It's not pure in this it's not kind of it's not just you extend the average you need to think about how how the game is played how teams use their resources and as we were talking about last week that is a constantly evolving thing so the way they figure out duckworth lewis totals is evolving and 90 runs from eight overs is rough now can we just mm. pause mm. for a second i'm sure literally or, pause the podcast or no 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 no, no, okay, no sorry no, like, yeah. we'll, we'll keep going <laughs> how, what can someone just dumb down for me again what the duckworth lewis is so there's this bloke is. called duckworth and he had a mate called Lewis. Yeah. And they had a and podcast. And they figured out a system. And I'm going to hand over to Miles to explain it. <laughs> <laughs> it's Well, this this is interesting. There's a, The key concept is called resources. So when you're playing, you have a certain amount of resources in the bank, right? You've got... Such as 200 bucks to get yourself a starter well, Grey Nichols. No, silly, <laughs> like wickets. The, the, key, ah. the key things for a batting team in terms of resources are overs left and... How many wickets down are you? Wickets in hand. Wickets in hand. And um, what that means is you can't just take the run rate and just scale it down. So uh, chasing 350 overs is much, much harder than chasing 60 in 10 overs, right? Because the resources you've got available are very different. You can burn your resources a lot more... Um, riskily when you've only got 10 overs to bat. So what happens when... The the reason that the Stars were chasing... Uh, they had to go at nearly 12 and over um, in their 8 overs um, because... Which if that was 20 overs, that would be, you know, 240, which is yeah, o- yeah, which yeah, is yeah, obviously yeah. a lot higher An than An absurd what amount to exactly. try and hit. And the re- it gets but trickier. I'm, it gets... I, tr- I, yeah. I think it's... I think it's a little bit hard because... You need time to build an innings, right? Like, sure, if you're part of the bash bros, then you can just go for it. (laughs) But for most, even for 2020, you still see the best hitting usually in the middle and the end of an innings. You don't... Mm. There are players who come out and will will go straight away. But for most cricketers, 
it is you you still even if you're hitting singles and twos you're still getting your eye in at that point yeah I, and I, you're still frustrating the bowlers and ticking the strike I, I think your point's very obvious when you look at the scorecard from the stars with the first four four, uh, four batsmen seven two duck and two which just shows at the start of the innings they couldn't get their feet off until halfway through Nick Larkin got 28 of 13. But they had to get their feet off. Mm. And so they, they, there's no time yeah. to... You can't spend an over. Like an over, if you if you spend an over and you go for... You get three runs in that over, you can get away with that across twenty across a 20-over match. But from eight overs. But from eight overs, no. Nah. And, and something, something I find quite funny as well, looking at the, um, the score that they got after eight overs... If they were chasing the Thunder's total, like the target that would have originally been set for them if if rain hadn't interfered, they were bang on course to um to at least like make a good run of it. Obviously, like we were saying earlier, resources they, they didn't have the wickets in the bank, but so seventy four sure eight sure effort. Yeah, I, I'm not sure we said score. They were six down for seventy four, chasing ninety in their yeah at the end of the second at the end of their innings. So it it the. Duckworth-Lewis system is evolving quite quickly and we might see next year exactly the same target set in 20 overs, a game reduced to 8 overs and then... Um, I suspect the score is, at the moment, the Duckworth-Lewis is too generous to the team that's batted first. I agree. Oh, 100%. So, so, and just, just to the kind of last example, that I, we, we played one of the 2020 games against India, or maybe it was a one-dayer. One of the limited overs games against India earlier, we batted first... The game was reduced mid, uh, like during our innings. Then we we got to the end. It was we batted maybe forty overs. Uh, I, I I couldn't give you the exact details. But say we batted forty overs. Either way, it was reduced to a forty over game. India then got more runs than us in the forty overs, but lost because when they started their innings, they knew how to pace themselves. Like they knew that they were batting forty overs to try and get X runs. Yeah, and so you don't. We started exactly. We started with. And when the rain came, we had a certain amount of resource in the bank, but that was then taken away. So they kind of have to readjust. So we actually got a lower score, but one in a limited overs game. Resource chat. Oh. <laughs> oh. All right, anyway, so we'll let, the next game. Let's move yeah. on. Let's absolutely move <laughs> or, um, on. Congratulations to the Thunder, though, opening their account was, with a win. That was a good and win. Congratulations to Miles for knowing how Duckworth Lewis works. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Probably <laughs> the one guy in Australia. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Alright, next game we have Sixers At the oh. SCG Sixers batted the first scorchers. And um, a really great partnership between Daniel Hughes and Jordan Silk Jordan took Silk them, looks took ever the T20 specialist at the moment He's great and, and, But uh, with a recent century in the Shield as well That's true, if it's they Aussie were, They were looking at a higher score They were looking at kind of 180-ish But a sloppy last couple of overs And a well-bowled last couple of overs Um Left them on 464. Oh. And You'll see Lloyd Pope go for 10 and over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then uh, Lloyd Pope actually uh, dropped a catch in the dugout for what it's worth. Oh. I think I think it was Daniel Hughes hooked one to him. and he just, he just alligator uh, uh, tried to use the alligator hand clap method and wasn't able to take it. But then again, everything that I feel like I've said on this podcast has just come straight back in my face. You go back and listen to with, episode one where with, Alistair absolutely tears into... Socky. Into Socky and uh, Socky, you know what? Maybe it, maybe it's a bit of the tough love. Socky's been listening and he wants to prove this, uh, find this, uh, this millennial Incredibly wrong. unlikely. Yeah. <laughs> uh, crashing in with three for 19, uh, helping to reduce the Scorchers to scroll up 147 in their 20 overs. And it was an incredible start yeah, the with O'Keefe bowling the, uh, the first ball. Whiteman, the keeper, <laughs> decided to charge, leave and get stumped. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> <right>. Disgusting. 
Uh, so Scorchers took too long to get started and a big partnership between Ashton and Turner and Hilton Cartwright. 99 run partnership. Yeah, which well, in the end was not quite enough and they were left Is that begging. not the most confusing run out description you've ever seen yes. in your life? So so the, the, the way this looks on the screen for, for those playing at home is you have Hilton Cartwright run out, double bracket, sub, one bracket close, Daniel Fallon slash Josh Felipe close bracket again. Does that mean the sub fielder is Daniel Fallon's and he's thrown to Josh Felipe yep. who's then whipped the bows off? Yeah, yeah, I'm not that confused. Well, look, no, no, no. no. <laughs> I, I've broken it down. I'm not at all a fan of Josh Felipe having the credit for that run out because if, if it's Daniel Fallon's with the rocket arm, all Felipe's got to do is just nick it off. I think a bowl should only get maybe a shout out in a, in a, in a run out. It's, it's like sometimes the work that the bowler slash keeper has to do is Incredible. So I think of Donny having some incredible yeah, run out. Yes. Oh, he'll, he'll well, catch Matt, it and then kind of catch it up high in reverse yeah. flick or yeah, or like flick, flick, flick the arm, um, flick the wrist, flick the, yeah. the glove off, and then ping it down at the yeah, other yeah, end. Yeah. Whereas if you just like it's just in, in the same way that I'm not huge on, you know, if someone skies the ball in a field and takes an amazing catch, then that goes to the bowler for the wicket. And this is interesting because the next step in cricket statistics is is fielding. Fielding is incredibly behind in terms of yeah, it's statistics and performance analysis. Like how do you quantify yeah, the quality and so of the teams catch? it's not it's not kind of publicly available, but teams are starting to do fielding stats analysis better and better. And and even then, you know, when you get the uh the catches that are over the rope and the they throw it back and then another guy just gets the easy easy yeah, gimme and it goes to hit goes yeah, to him, the guy exactly, caught the yeah. gimme. That's that's interesting. There was a classic catch that Jake Weatherold claimed. In the final last year I think, right? Yeah, mm, we'll get Maybe. back to you on that one. <laughs> um, <laughs> we'll, we'll, who knows? We'll talk about. But it was one of his teammates that did all the work. Now, with um, uh, the Scorchers bowling lineup, they've lost Kane Richardson, haven't they? To the Renegades. To the Renegades, yeah, that's right. who was like the chief destroyer uh, yes. for the Renegades yep. against the Scorchers. Yeah. So it's interesting to me now seeing how significantly weakened well, the, the Scorchers' depth in is. Particular, no, Paris, you're seeing. Paris? Colter, Nile, Berendorf, and Ty, who you'd typically put in th- probably three of the top five Big Bash bowlers. All three of them. Colter, Nile, Berendorf, Berendorf, Ty. Fantastic. Colter, Nile got Going for seven, game, eight, though. 11 and over. Yeah, they, they really haven't um, had the impact that they need from their bowling, which is where their strength is. I think Moises Onrikas had a bit of a flat start to his BBL campaign. Um, mm. Scoring in with a two and then I don't know what he's I bowling. I think he was injured well. in the warm-up. Um, was he really? And was trying to not get injured playing the game, which I don't know why they didn't sub him if he was injured in the warm up. But yeah. yeah, yeah. Let's move on to the Hurricanes play the Heat, which the, the Hurricanes won by fifteen runs. The Heat set one hundred and forty-four. Uh, no, the Hurricanes set one hundred and forty-four. Sorry, with Darcy Shaw. One hundred fifty-nine. One hundred fifty-nine. Come on, Ben. <laughs> yeah. Do you want me to just yeah, take this right. one for you? <laughs> I was trying to do the like. Yeah. Oh, boy, oh, boy. It does take a bit of practice. Boy, oh, boy. Hurricanes (laughs) batting first in a 19-over game, made 159, and the Heat were unable to chase it down, uh, only making 144, short by 15 runs. Darcy Short took out the man of the match for his effort of 67. But who should have taken man of the match? It's the man himself. He has the most fantastic haircut. 
He returned incredible bowling figures of three overs, none for 25. We're speaking of none other than Clavet Rose. Mr. <laughs> Clive Rose. Which brings us to the segment we've been waiting oh so long for. That is sensational. Good hit, Clive. He's already hit one six. What is Clive Rose currently doing? <laughs> well, Clive Rose has been to the hairdresser recently, oh. and he has got himself some cornrows. I think it, I, I'm kind of I'm kind of thinking that in the off season he took himself to Bali for the first time and got a little bit too excited and went, "I need those cornrows." I really like the idea of him being like. His mates are all like, get a tattoo, Clive. And he's like, no, no, no. You know what I'm going to do? Get cornrows. <laughs> I didn't even realise that, that that's what they were. <laughs> Here we go. The state of Clive Rose's hair is a Reddit subthread. Oh. And at the moment, we will, we will put it up. It basically looks like a cat of nine tails. <laughs> hanging, <laughs> it does. hanging off the back with some, some little Christmas lights. Oh, I wouldn't be whipped by there. that thing. <laughs> what, are the, what are the comments? You just scroll down a tiny bit. Still looks better than his career stats. <laughs> Thanks very much, the sexy camel. I think he's um, saying what everyone... Uh, I am the sexy camel. What everyone is thinking. <laughs> now, w- does Clover stay in the team after yep. such a mediocre first <laughs> performance? Let's be he real. He really brings a real spirit to the Hobart Hurricanes. Like, It's kind of like, can the, can the Hobart Hurricanes really be the Hobart Hurricanes without... Clive. Are they the Hobart Hurricanes? Without or is Clavet Rosé the Hobart Hurricane? Yeah. Ah. He's the hurricane. He, he's the, cane. the, he's the yeah. driver of the He does train. offer essentially their only spinning option, just like in the Shield. That's true. Or Darcy Short. Like they brought in someone else who was bowling some spin. Well, yeah, Johan Bota? Darcy Short. Oh, yes, yeah, Johan Bota. Bota's transitioning further and further up the batting order, more as an all-rounder. Yeah, I don't know. If he's any good at batting, can we can we I just pull up a right. side thing on Johan Boda for a minute? I'm pretty sure he's actually played some games for South Africa in the past. South Africa, yeah, he's yeah. trying he's to be a dual international. Well, he's played. He, he was captain of the Redbacks for a little while. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And he he's he's only 36. Yeah, looks like he's 50. Yeah, exactly. And, <laughs> and he's he's expressed his ambition to actually play for Australia. I think I remember reading that he was like, I want to be around an international setup. Which I mean, we've never to follow the in moment. the footsteps of the great left-handed South African Australian batsman who goes by the name of Kepler Vessel. He's got a century on debut for Australia, I believe. He did. Actually, actually, yeah. well done. Yeah, that is, there we that go. is correct. <sighs> so yeah, uh, the cane train is up and rolling, and, uh, and the and um, the heat now have lost um, both, of, both of their games along with the scorchers. I'm really Surprising. incredibly surprised by that. I mean, <laughs> I, I wonder if at the heat there's a bit of resentment that maybe Daniel Vittori and Brendan McCullum are calling all the shots. But Ben Cutting's been in fine form as well. He smashed some big maximums. And Lynn's the captain game. there now and not McCullum, oh. which has changed this season. We might move on to our last game of the current round uh, where Adelaide hosted the Renegades. This was last night as we were recording on Monday. So, so Sunday night, Adelaide put a fairly competitive total together. Thank you mostly to Matthew Short of 174. Short getting 65 and um, generally kind of mediocre bowling performance from the strikers, sorry, from the Renegades, but their batting made up for it, and in particular, a very, very strong sixth-wicket partnership. They were 5 for 82 after 11 overs, but then managed to chase down the remaining 94 runs in those last eight over, last nine overs. Uh, Muhammad Nabi and Daniel Christian. Yeah, putting a really fantastic chase, combo. really great game. Dan Christian, a good advertisement for the league. 
Ugh. I, I kind of feel a bit uh, a bit sorry for Dan Christian though with the 49 not out, just missing the half century. Yeah, it's a bit Matty, rough. Just hit a single, yeah. get him on strike because he hits a four off the first ball of the last over. I'm just like, Nabby, you just, just drop one down. It's not down. like Nabby was far off himself. He but scored he 48. 48. <laughs> yeah, but he wasn't going to get there. And uh, a lot has been said about Nabby uh, alphaing Dan Christian in the post-match interview. I didn't actually see it happen, but I've read about it. So if someone wants to take over from here who has the visual... Well, uh, one of the interviewers <laughs> post the game was talking to Muhammad Nabi, and he was because uh, Daniel Christian had been in hospital that morning actually with with a complication. Wasn't it like sh- he ate a dodgy shrimp or something? Yeah, that was the headline on Cricket Australia. It's like dodgy shrimp won't stop Dan Christian. So the so the, the so the Christmas Eve fish market is clearly <laughs> not Dan, <laughs> yeah, Dan, right. Dan Christian's <laughs> friend down down there at St Kilda. And uh, the reporter asked Nabi what he thought about. Daniel Christian's performance. So, what do you think about Dan Christian? And, and Nabby says, "Who? <laughs> I don't know who you're talking about." <laughs> what a way to assert your dressing authority. The international import. It's East. Like East. It's, it's one thing to not know who your opposition is. That's pretty alpha. But <laughs> to get your own teammates, the bloke that I got a nearly hundred run partnership with. <laughs> Unbelievable. I mean, to be fair, they probably just call each other by their nicknames. Um, another notable performance. I think Cameron White's plodding along with a good. Uh, Good little 32 from 22. I did pick him to be the player of the Big Bash. And I think uh, that is quickly being proved wrong. But I would say, yeah, with with that, looking at the Renegades batting performance, that's really what has helped them over the line um, in both. Well, no, it's really not actually. It was their bowling against the Scorchers that got it for them. But their batting really helped them over the line here, obviously, because I'm just going to stop talking. I just want to give another quick shout out to Rashid Khan. Two for 13 off his yeah, four overs. Another incredible performance from him. And how good are his celebrations? Every he time he it. always goes to that sort of like half aeroplane sort of run, but it's never to a point of over self-indulgence. Like I feel like Gaz Lyon in Amazing Adelaide part two against India four years ago, when he did the full aeroplane, it was a little bit like, oh, settle down, mate. No, I was oh. into it. Yeah. Oh, oh, no, <laughs> it was I'm, an emotional test match. I'm not, I'm not into it. Well, it was an emotional test match, that's true. But I'm not into it when Nathan Lyon does it. It just no. looks it a bit strange. <laughs> We literally have a pigeon flying into the living room in which we're recording this right now. Lads, we might have a look at a couple of the incidents of the round. And in particular, we'll we'll take you back to the first game where the Heat hosted the Strikers. And there was a controversial moment in the Heat's innings. Mm. James Pattinson was going for a quick single. He would have... He hadn't faced the ball yet. Yeah, it would have been a diamond duck. And... um, it went to the third umpire because it was a pretty close run out shout. Well, and it was one of those ones where it wasn't actually that close, but they just take well, everything was, to the third I umpire mean, these days. Oh, like it was within kind of three or four frames, which I, I, don't, I don't... Which if your eyes can't do that, you shouldn't be umpiring. <laughs> <laughs> um, Continue, please. And uh, so I went up to the third umpire and it, it, was, it was fairly clearly in. His bat was on the... Uh, <laughs> His bat was valleys or flats up. <laughs> As, <laughs> I, I have no idea how that's going. Uh, I.e. the the kind of the bridge of the bat was on the ground, but a lot of bats curve inwards on the flat side, so his bat was in the air at the tip. There was clearly quite a bit of bat on the ground, but the third umpire, who's a kind of, yeah, inexplicably really decided to really emphasise <laughs> the fact that there was a bit of bat in the air, and um. 
and gave gave it out. And Pattinson was he didn't he didn't walk off. He was not leaving. The the, the um the commentators were questioning whether um you know whether the umpire pressed the wrong button. The explanation post game was that the third umpire lost radio contact with the on field umpires. I think the more likely scenario is that the third umpire is a muppet, and, and oh, yeah. everyone disagreed with him. I reckon him. we need a bit of Josh Hazelwood in that. Um, <laughs> was it who was it against? It was against New Zealand. Yeah. Uh, just, 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 just asking the question. Uh, we'll actually insert a sound grab of that right here. Josh Hazelwood, uh, speaking, speaking it like it was at Marvel Stadium, I believe it's called. Yes, now. new name. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, but so to finish the story, Pattinson in the end wasn't given it. Well, I think in the end the strike. Did they retract? I think they yeah. They, yeah. They, the captain said to the umpires, "It's clearly in." Yeah, it's classy. Let him let him keep batting. Which I love I think that. It's yeah. good for the game. Yeah, you it's love a, to see that. Really just professionals <laughs> caring for each other. <laughs> I'm not a fan of that at all. I really, I really, I think sport is all about those rough decisions that are clearly wrong. Yeah, I, but it's just what happens. It was stranger Pattinson to stay, but I suspect he was on the umpire's orders to stay. Is my guess. Yeah, I, I, susp- I think that. Well, it's I, I think the two umpires went against the the third umpire. It's okay to walk slowly, like when you see a decision like that, but. I suspect you're right that he he didn't just like say nah I'm not he didn't do a WG Grace um, <laughs> just right. put the stumps <laughs> back together and be like nah <laughs> that's a very that's a very vintage uh, throwback there <laughs> yeah oh you guys remember that time WG Grace did that <laughs> um, now look from what I'm hearing it sounds to me like a similar situation when the Socceroos were playing Croatia in their final group game in 2006. And old mate Stanislaw or whatever his name was, that's a, that's a generic Croatian name, right? Got given three yellow cards. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah that's right. That's like, leave. Yeah. So it, sounds, it sounds like a similar kind of like confusion reigns amongst everyone yeah, kind the, of debacle. The, the worst bit about it was that it took so long. It was it was a very long process of the back and forth and Yeah, and confusion. if you're in the crowd at that point, really, you don't... you When you hear the commentators agreeing with you that this thing... Is dumb and stupid, like, uh, you you feel a little bit vindicated. Like you're kind of like, oh, it's all right to to witness this. Now I'm just gonna ask, I'll just scroll down a bit. See there at the side, there's the latest news. We have a few uh, umpiring controversies actually ruling the cricket world at the moment. Because on the Cricket Australia website, there's actually... This is a random little tangent, but why not? Let's just get into it. We have a, another umpire controversial call. Oh, with Carlos Brathwaite. Now, the headline, the headline is, I made a mistake. I'm new to international cricket. Umpire on the noble controversy. <laughs> so, the, the incident was that um, it, it's a T20 series between Bangladesh and the West Indies. And a one of the young West Indian bowlers was bowling to Lytton Das... Uh, and the on-field umpire called a no ball at the time live. Replays show that it was clearly not a no ball. And it's Carl Brathwaite, amazingly, and I'm all for this, reviewed the decision. So it was given <laughs> not out because of a no ball. The replays showed it wasn't a no ball and Brathwaite decided to review, That's which excellent. was amazing. Yeah. I think he got fined. But but it was it's a classic it's, West Indian uh, um, road chat as well. But it was an interestingly kind of strong stance, and I like it because no balls can be reversed the other way, right? If it's not called, but why can't? Yeah, and especially the theory is 
because no balls are called at the time and the umpire shouts, no ball, as the ball's being delivered, the batsman then, in theory, changes their shot the so that they Which can be that, a bit more risky. Uh, the, there maybe is practice that happened that never 100 happens. years ago, right? <laughs> it happens in my games with the... Uh, <laughs> With with the the loopy off spinner that bowls it up, you, you know when it's above your waist, you know here we go. I can hit this wherever I want. But yeah, at, at international level, it There's it no seems ridiculous that you can't reverse no balls. Yeah. You can reverse them one way, but not not the other way. And like my reverse swing. <laughs> it's I mean it's it's confusing though because in one sense. I would think that now the umpires have such a great insurance policy which they can bring to any situation that should actually give them the presence of mind to be able to calmly make those decisions. I'm always confused when I hear people like Alan Water saying things like get rid of the review system or like the entire... He's still banging on that train. He absolutely is. And like even Mark Taylor, I remember at some stage was like, oh, I'm just not a fan of checking the no ball all the time and you know the entire Indian cricket ball that's its own kettle of fish but we don't want this to be uh, taken off the airwaves so we won't get into that (laughs) (laughs) so I mean it's funny seeing the stigma against it I think as it sort of uh, erupts around the international cricket well and what these kind of incidents show is that both of these actually kind of show that gee there's a lot of work to go before we're at the right we, we, we haven't kind of arrived at the perfect system by any means. Are on-field umpires worthwhile? Oh, I mean, for LBWs, of course, but do you need the square leg well, umpire? Well, um, for those listeners of our friends at the Final Word podcast, Adam Collins has been talking quite a lot recently about automation and technology when it comes to no-ball calls. And um, I they, think... They've we, tried it somewhere in yeah. the tournament and it worked perfectly. Yeah, but then they decided not to use it. So, like, you know how goal-line technology is a thing in soccer... And now, every even if you're not using um, VRS, is that what it's called? Uh, DRS? D- no, VAR. VAR, the, the soccer one. You oh. s- you s- <laughs> sorry. If you're not using the visually, visual assisted referee, every single professional soccer league still has, if the ball crosses the line, it's a goal. And it seems so simple to use that for cricket. It's, re- it's, it's a real... Mm, I think they, no-brainer. This, in this tournament, they had a camera focusing on the... Um, no ball line and if they picked up that it was a no ball they just gave the umpire a little buzz and they called it a no ball retrospectively and yeah and there's mm. there's no yeah the, and the, the 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 kind of logic behind not doing it is the because it affects how the batter plays but it just doesn't <laughs> yeah and what? umpires as we saw in the test don't call no balls it was, there were 20 Sharma? or something yeah. Yeah. Ishan Sharma well, was yeah. chronic with that like yeah, so pumped and, for Boxing Day Oh, oh yeah, aren't we all? but we are a BBL podcast, so we are going to show ignore. Restraint. We are gonna, <laughs> we are going to show restraint here. Now we've gotten through all the games. We are going to go f- uh, for our picks of the week, but another very popular segment which we need to revisit is what is happening on Travis Head's Instagram account currently. <laughs> <laughs> Nick, do you want to read out what have so, we got today? So Travis Head thirty four has Instagrammed. Can't wait for the Strikers BBL boys starting tonight. We'll be catching all the big moments on KO Sports. So you oh, suck, <laughs> Travis. <laughs> what a sellout, right? Look at the disgusting black cards as well. That? Do you want to flick one? Is, are there two photos nah, that he's uploaded? Oh, oh, just the one. What a shame. Nothing compared to his previous. Mm. So oh. Travis is clearly <laughs> Travis is clearly in the call and he's dropping. definitely reined it in. Kai has been given some feedback about the, um, the qual- subtlety of yeah, their like, native advertising. Dude. But, yeah. th- but thank you, Travis, uh, for providing us with more content. Now, moving on. I think we're going to see a lot of maximums. Maximums. I love me a maximum. Maximums. 
because it's the BBL. We we uh, now with the maxim with the maximums. Just for a second, we're, we're going to look at a new thing called Maximum of the Week, inspired by Nick's lovely uh, introduction that he gave us all, gifted us all two episodes ago in episode one of this new season. Are they not doing the how many sixes have been hit thing anymore? Yeah, that I, comes oh, I like Wait, that point. I'm missing it the so wheat much. Mix, big ba- the wheat mix, the wheat six, counter. Six counter. The problem wheat. is, it gets is it really cool. The wheat six. <laughs> <laughs> if not, opportunity wasted. It gets yeah. just kind of a re- like, who's counting? <laughs> oh wow, we've hit three hundred twenty-three. Well, no, you know, what? I, I, I really like the six counter. Like counting it. Yeah, I, I really like it. There's something rhythmic about it. Yeah, about something else rolling over when a six. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and like yeah. Yeah, the machines big, in progress. I'm always a huge fan of the the distance measure as well. Oh. I think that's fantastic. They're still yeah. doing that one. Yeah, they're still doing that one. So yeah. uh, when it cracks 100 meters, oh, it's huge. It's like on any ground in the world, even if you hit it on a little New Zealand ground, yeah. you know, it's it's still it still has that uh, authenticity to it. There, an, an interesting kind of change in big bash cricket over the years, in T20 cricket, I should say, over the years, has been early on in T20, you would still see. Batsmen score more fours than sixes. The best innings would still contain more fours than sixes. Now, you will have more often than not, like, for those big scores, you'll very often just see six, 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 a couple of fours in there. And personally, I'm a big fan of just a a glorious cover drive that just rolls the whole way to the (laughs) fence. But it's just kind of interesting to see how different a six is from a four it's two runs which is i think not nothing no oh, i agree, yeah, that's I agree that other, actually it's another a, good scoring shot it's it's a free. it's a hugely bigger distance that's traversed but you don't actually have that much of that added bonus maybe the psychological impact on the bowler mate will oh, change I, certainly getting hit for six what, what oh. i find really funny is after every six the captain then changes the field around yeah and it's like what are you gonna do <laughs> champ like, you're just standing there watching it fly over your head that's <laughs> a great point yeah. it's like it makes no yeah, sense this, at all this field change will really do the damage <laughs> well, well, we'll, we'll have a look at today's maximum of the week i reckon it was from, we'll take you to last night yeah last night strikers renegades dan christian just uh Absolutely tonking a Billy Stanley ball that will well hit play. Is. Oh, there we oh. go. So he's he's, he's wound huge. it up. Huge. It it's, it's a half volley on middle stump, and oh. Christian oh. has lofted it into the top tier of. I think that's second the member the members stand. Yeah, yeah. it's like it's the, the second and top tier at, at the other and, level. And and, and Sandeep is there, just saying, ah, uh, great six. Oh my goodness, mate. He's clearly paused because he can't. As we as we oh, know, he doesn't actually know Dan Christian's name, and put down in the crowd. Right next to right next to some old codgers oh. as well. I, I just want to highlight Dan Christian's innings. He scored five sixes and only two fours. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Whereas Donald Bradman, in his entire Test career, only hit four sixes. I could tell you that because I'm an expert on the <laughs> 1948 Invincible <laughs> Tour. Have you been published in the which Wisdom, <laughs> featured, which featured Donald Bradman? <laughs> <laughs> Have you read any more since last week? No. Oh. Now, so my he, book is overdue. Five Doc Library. Now, what, 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 <laughs> <laughs> now, while we're on maximum chat, something else I'm not at all a fan of with BBL. I, I promise I won't take too long on this one. Bringing the rope in. I oh. think is just really annoying because it didn't affect the strikers renegades ma- match as much, but the uh, heat cane train uh, fiesta that we saw on the Gold Coast had at least ten meters of grass between the rope and the fence, completely knocking out some wickets that I think would have turned the game on its head if they'd just been a little bit more conservative, like they are in Test matches. Yeah, you want you want the strongest kind of 
batting segment in a game to still be it, some. Sometimes when the boundary is that small, it's just like you're not going to get a wicket. It's impossible to stop, and you don't you don't want to see that. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah, sorry, I'm not a fan. Change it, BBL, please. Lads, we've gone on a bit long, but maybe we'll just quickly look through the next few games before we'll, we'll, we'll blow through the next week of fixtures. It's hard because there's no rounds in BBL. Can we just do? Um Win lot like who do we think is going to win? I think yeah, let's yeah. absolutely just do that. Love it. So we'll double header tonight on Christmas Eve. Hobart host the Stars. Hobart. I think Hobart's going to comfortably take that one out. Can't go past the cornrows. Hobart. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm backing the Stars. Are the Canes oh. man though? Back in star. Now why are you backing the Stars? The Canes. Uh, I think Hobart are a bit fragile. I think you're a bit fragile. <laughs> oh, damn. Thunder <laughs> play sixes. Oh, after the Sydney Ducks. Uh, spotless stadium. Oh, I think it's actually going to so be a really. Passion. I actually picked this as my game of the week. I think this would be a great match. I think the reason that the Thunder are going to take this is because they have power hitters, and on a small field, it's the power hitters that win over the kind of technically better players like Moises or Jack Jordan Silk. And. The Thunder have Watto, so oh, oh, he's exactly. still Australia's best T20 player, in my opinion. And we have, and I mean, Joe Root as and Joss Butler are also very valuable additions to the team. So I'll pick the Thunder as well for this one on Boxing Day. I'm the Sixers, great. Which, you know, if you, if you want to be playing cricket on Boxing Day, you'd definitely rather be at the MCG. But the Scorchers are hosting <laughs> the Strikers at Perth, and I reckon the Scorchers will bounce back. Do you know what's so nice? We're gonna watch the <laughs> we're gonna watch the test. And then when the test's over, we're going to watch the big match. <laughs> There's a good 90-minute break where you yeah. can go and have a sleep or something. The, and then oh, I'm just a boy who wants cake, and that cake is cricket. Just stuff me full of it. <laughs> now, I'm, I'm disappointed that uh, we're playing this game at Perth Stadium and not the hashtag Furnace, which I feel was a great little marketing ploy. But we'll, we'll, we'll see how it goes, see how the ICC poor-rated pitch goes. Who are you pick, Nick? Uh, I am going to pick... I'm going to pick the Strikers here as well. Yep, Huge. I think the uh, reigning champions. I'll the strikers with you. <laughs> yeah, reigning champions gonna destroy the scorchers just because they like seeing the scorchers lose. Three L's for the for the scorchers, which to start is with. not what yeah. people have predicted. Unprecedented. Then uh, we're getting towards the end of the week, December twenty seventh. The Sydney Sixers host the Melbourne Stars at the SCG. I reckon this is sixth versus seventh. Could be a good game. The season could actually be a really good game. I'm thinking of the way those two teams just beautifully complement each other. Does anyone here like Marcus Stoinis? I love. I love. Oh, really? I love him. Do you the like B- Marcus Stoinis? The, the, the BD Stoinis. <laughs> I think. I think this is his chance to assert his uh, lovely pecs on 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 the, on the uh, SCG Hallowed Turf. He's so got a I'm, big rig. I like he's him. A huge rig. So I'm picking. I'm picking stars. I'm picking the Stoinis. I think he would stars. have a big penis. <laughs> Ned Flanders. Next up, <laughs> uh, we have uh, Hurricanes and um, hosting the Thunder at Bellrive Oval. Another great game. Two just enjoyable teams. I think they both produce kind of interesting games. Um, actually, I remember some. I, I can think of some classic games between the Hurricanes and Thunder in uh, in January last year, or just one classic game that I can think of. One, oh, cool. yeah, close game by the Thunder. I am going to pick the Hurricanes for this. Yeah, I'm going to the Canes too. Double double home game for them. Um, Thunder, you know, traditionally haven't travelled as well uh, throughout throughout the history, which that's is true. a fact. It's not. I'm not yep, just pulling no, that out of my true. ass. Um, so like most of the time. <laughs> yeah. So I, I do I do think that you'll see the Canes up and over the Thunder there. Then the Sixers head down to Melbourne to play the Renegades. They'll be close. I reckon the Renegades. They look good. Well, Nabby. Now I'm back in the sixes. Nabby's strong. <laughs> the Renegades have a big break. 
Like that's the next game that they play after last night's yeah. clash. So they really nearly a week. So they they what a gap. They got to have a packed end of the schedule. What do they What do they call it in the AFL? Where um in the prelims when one to four have a week off and they call it like the the layover or do they call it the hangover or something? Oh yeah, layover maybe. Yeah, there's some know. term from it. So I I reckon the Sixers gonna are gonna take that game out actually. Yeah, Making the call. That'll be their second I think game in, in cricket, three days, though. Lots of games in cricket is good, unlike, unlike most sports. Yeah. And then we head over to we head down to Aurora Stadium in Launceston where the Hurricanes again are against the Perth Scorchers. Gee, Hurricanes sure are getting a lot of their uh, home yeah, schedules right. for, for the year, aren't they? Lawn, I I don't want to pick this one because I don't know how Launceston plays. <laughs> I couldn't tell you much about oh, Aurora Oh, mate, the Stadium. Lonnie pitch. It's bloody... <laughs> note that I said Lonnie, not Lawny. So... I've been to Tasmania. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm going to Canes. I think the Scorchers are... I'm going to Scorchers as well. You're going to Scorchers for this? How come? Yeah, Scorchers yep. will bounce back. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I reckon the Scorchers will have a slow start and then they're going to really wipe up the rear and they're going to make the finals. You heard it here first. They're going to do a Wait. thunder from a few years back. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, finish fourth. As win. it gets further and further ahead, I feel like our predictions become based on less and less. Yeah, so let's, should we just wrap it up? Well, no, yeah. one more game to, to round out the, 2018. The traditional we, New Year's Eve game. Before we podcast again, is the Strikers against the Thunder at the Adelaide Oval. There'll be 50,000 people there. Oh. We've seen some crackers. Strikers, uh, particularly, particularly the stri- the strikers took Travis. down the Sixers in an incredible performance, needing fifty one from the last three overs. Travis Head just hit some just maximum. Mate, 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 Abbott, mate. Oh, Abbott, Abbott wins the distance. Uh, um, made Kyo sponsor him. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm going Thunder. I've just got a gut feeling, so that's it. Oh, okay. I think Hard to guess well, thanks for listening on this. Uh, Christmas Eve edition. Yeah, Christmas we hope you've all. enjoyed it as much as we have. Uh, like and subscribe, five stars only. If you give four stars, I will find you and I will hurt you. Um, we'll read your rating out if you give us a rate. So please do. Yeah, please get around it. I'm Alistair. I'm Ben. I'm Miles. I'm Ollie. I'm Nick. See you later.